the connection that you have with the Lord, your connection that you have with our God, your connection that you have with God the Father, Almighty God, that connection is the most important connection in your life. It's the most important connection that you'll ever have, and it's the most important connection that you'll, I mean, it's just the most important connection. It's the, it's the most important connection. I just have to keep saying that. The Lord's put that on my heart. It's just the most important connection. And if you don't feel like you're connected to him right now, it's not because he doesn't want to be connected to you. The word of God says in John 4, 8, if you draw close to him, he'll draw close to you. Father God, we just worship you. We thank you, Lord, for this connection, this strong connection uh, between us and you, Lord God. We thank you, Lord, that uh, you paid a dear price for us to be able to be personal with you and close to you, Lord God, that we would be able to hear your voice and the voice of another not follow after, Lord God. We thank you, Father God, that, um, that you and the relationship we have with you is the most important relationship that we have or will ever have. And Lord God, we recognize that and we honor that today. We draw close to you, Lord God. And we know that you promised to draw close to us, Lord God. We just thank you, Lord, for that. You're so worthy of our worship. You're so worthy of our devotion, of our love, Lord God, of our trust. We know, Lord God, when things seem impossible with man, with God they are possible. With you, Lord, they are possible. So, Lord, we just lean into that trust and we rest in you, Lord God. And we know that you are more than able to finish what you started, Lord God. In this earth, but most importantly, Lord God, in our, in our hearts and in our lives, that you are more than able to finish the work that you started, Lord God. Thank you for drawing us closer to you, Lord. Thank you for drawing us closer to you every day. Lord God, that we will continue to move um, closer in to you, Lord God. Because that's how we can live our best, very best life, is to follow your way, to follow your path, to follow your leading, Lord God. We just worship you, Lord God. I'm hearing the word rest. Would y'all just go ahead and have a seat and just rest for a little bit in your bodies? We just worship you, Lord God. We just honor you, Lord. We find rest in you, Lord God. going to do things just a little bit differently. Have a seat. God is just so, so good. <clears throat> well, I wanted to just start off by saying that um, Thursday morning, uh, that's the, the, the day that uh, Pastor Tori has flex day. And, uh, you know, he normally gets up like at 4.30 in the morning and goes and does his um, prayer run and then does uh, his... Uh, all his time with the Lord and then his, wor his working out and everything. 
But this, uh, this one Thursday morning, oh, I forgot my earrings. This one Thursday morning, this past Thursday, um, I guess the Lord put it on his heart to go like an hour later. Well, and he was still there when I woke up because um, he'll wake up at 4.30 and then he'll wake me up and we'll pray and then he'll go and I'll go back to sleep. But uh, I was awakened from, by the Lord and the Lord gave me um, some strong direction and started giving me this message. And I just got on my notes on my phone and started just writing after I, you know, I did all my, my prayer stuff. And I started just taking down all these, these notes that the Lord had for me uh, for this message today. And I, um, I'm just, I'm so grateful that the Lord speaks to us, amen, like in our hearts and in our spirits. And, um, you know, he, he's not silent. He's not a silent God, amen. He wants communication with us, amen, and he wants to talk with us. But today's message is called Fear is a Bully, and it starts off with uh, Psalms 119, 105, and it says, The word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Father God, we just thank you, Lord, for your word. We thank you, Lord, that it is a light for us, Lord God, that can guide us and lead us and direct us. And we just thank you, Father God, that you desire to communicate with us and you desire for us to just uh, be close to you. And we're on a, just we're so humbled by that, Lord God, and so grateful in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you so much, Milton. Okay, so fear, the name of this is called Fear is a Bully. Amen. Fear is a bully. And it can take you down the wrong path. How's it going back there, Pastor Donnie? Okay? Okay. Fear is a bully. And then uh, this little side notes here says, uh, fear can take you down the wrong path, but faith will lead you in the right direction. Amen? And then so Psalms 119.105, and I've got that here in the King James Version. It says, thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. A lot of times when we, um, there's different ways of for fear to affect us. And uh, we're going to get into this in just a minute. But did you know that dread has its roots in fear? The word dread, when you're dreading something, it has its roots in fear because you're like afraid to go forward and afraid you don't want to do it and you're fearful of it or whatever. Um, but fear can take you down the wrong path. Um, and the word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. When you are living in the word or when you have the word in you, then you can see things better. But fear will take you down the wrong path to where you're walking in the dark without that light. And when you're walking in the dark, what happens when you're walking in the dark? You run into things, right? Yeah, you may even know, like maybe you've been walking in the dark so long you kind of have a path. <laughs> maybe not y'all. But like at night I, when I wake up and I have to go to the bathroom, I don't turn on the light because I don't want to wake Pastor Tori because he's a light sleeper. So what I'll do is I will, I can even do it with my eyes closed. I can walk to the bathroom and back because I've been walking that dark path <laughs> for a long time. That sounds bad, right? But we can get so familiar with the dark path that we can walk pretty good in it. Hmm. All right? But the word is a light a uh, lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. And when we have the word of God in us, it illuminates the right path. Amen? It illuminates the right path. Um, have you ever kind of gone down a path and you knew that you weren't supposed to be on? 
like in life. We're talking in general now, not like in the woods or anything. Maybe you have gone down a path in the woods and you didn't, weren't in the right place. Uh, Geneva and I went hiking a, a, a while back to go see this beautiful, because Pastor Tori is not going to get out in the middle of the day and go hiking in the woods to find a waterfall, okay? So my friend Geneva and I, we wanted to go see the waterfall. So we took about a three-mile hike um, to go see this beautiful, it's gorgeous, beautiful waterfall right here in, te- in Texas. It's called Gorman Falls. Uh, I, it's, a really, it's a really great hike. I, it's, it's a little strenuous, but uh, I do suggest it. Anyways, um, I said that to say this is that when you, we, and sometimes we didn't know the path because we'd never been on it before, right? And they had put these little markers, these little reflectors. Has anybody ever gone hiking in here? Does anybody like to hike at all? Nobody. Okay, that's funny. <laughs> like, no, Ms. Rita, we don't like to hike. They put these little reflectors on trees to show you the right way because sometimes the path is kind of difficult to see. Well, the Word of God makes the path easier for you to see, the right path, okay? It makes the right path. It illuminates the right path. But walking in the dark, you can crash into things that can cause you harm. So fear is the opposite of faith, and it's the wrong guide for you. Faith and the Word of God is what you need to stay on the right path in life, amen? Um, Because when you get off the right, when you get off of the right path, Like, let's imagine we're in a jungle, and we're going from point A to point B, okay? And we know the path that we're supposed to take. What happens if you get off that path in the jungle? What happens? What would you encounter? Yeah, fear for one thing, for sure. What would you encounter? Maybe some creatures that (laughs) you don't want to encounter? Some things that are... When you get off the right, when you get off the beaten, the right path with God, when you get off the path, you can encounter things that God never intended for you to encounter. Okay, it's like walking in the dark; you can crash into things. Okay, so stay on the right path in life, and in order for you to stay on the right path, you need to have the Word of God. Amen. I'm just going to tell y'all a personal little story, something that happened to me yesterday. Um, I got a phone call from my brother. Some of y'all know my brother. He's two years younger than me, um, and his name is Kenny, Kenneth, but we call him Kenny, and he's just a good old country boy, because I grew up very country, <laughs> and he's a, good, he's a good guy, you know, he's just a good old, just a good old boy, and um, anyways, he called me yesterday, and he said, um, Rita, I need you to pray for me, because I'm starting to, like, not have um, short-term memory. I said, oh, no. Oh, no, we're not having that. We're not having that, you know. And he said that he had been attacked in his mind with the enemy telling him, you know, he was going to go senile and he was going to have that, what is that, uh, that, and what's the other, dementia, all that kind of junk. And he's like, I'm really afraid. And I said, you know what? I said, you don't have to be afraid because that's not for you. I said, that's not for you. You know, and so I talked to him about how he has to put the word of God in because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God and that he has a strong mind. He has the mind of Christ. He's more than a conqueror, the head and not the tail, above and not beneath, you know, and I just fed him a bunch of faith and fed him a bunch of faith. And I said, now, what you're going to need to do now is you're going to have to think on things that are lovely, just and of good report. You're going to have to think positively and you're going to have to put the word of God in your mind so that when you get that attack, what's stronger 
that comes up stronger is the word of God against that attack. And I had to explain to him, like, about 20 years ago, I was getting this onslaught. Because my mom passed when she was 49, okay? She just, my dad and she were driving to the lake, and she just went to sleep and never woke up. Okay? 49 years old. That's crazy. Well, that's a whole other story. But the bottom line is, is that about 20 years ago, uh, when Miracle was a little toddler, she's 21 now, so she was a little toddler, and I would get this, this crazy onslaught that, uh, some of y'all have heard this story, but like, you might want to teach your child how to call 911 because one day she's going to wake up and you're going to be dead. That's what the enemy was trying to tell me in my head. He was trying to make me believe this kind of stuff, you know, and then he would tell me, enjoy this, this Christmas, it's your last one. Has anybody ever been attacked by the enemy like that in their mind? You know, better enjoy this birthday, it's your last one. Just an onslaught of fear, just an onslaught of negative thoughts. And, you know, I took it for about a little bit of time, and I was scared. And then I thought, you know what? I don't have to take this. I'm a child of God, and I have the promises of God. So what I did was I got into the Word of God, I found me some scriptures, and I went ahead and put those in my mind and in my spirit to where they were so strong that any time one of those thoughts would come, the Word of God would just overtake it. And that's, and that's what needs to happen. Is, is it's, If you're thinking negative, like, oh, this marriage isn't going to work, or, oh, you know, you can't be a good parent, or, oh, whatever, or, oh, you're never going to have enough money, or you'll never own your own home, or you'll never, you know, pay off that debt, or whatever. Whatever is onslaughting you and making you feel those way, that way, you have to get the Word of God and put it in there and battle that back until it is squashed. Bring every thought into captivity under the obedience of Christ, Okay? So you have to push it back. And so I got the word of God and I pushed back those thoughts so far that they didn't have control over me anymore and I wasn't in fear anymore. And y'all, that was 20 years ago. And I've had like 20 Christmases since then and 20 birthdays. Amen. So God is faithful. Amen. God is faithful. But I believe that the mind is a very strong, powerful thing. And if I would have believed that, then I don't know if I'd be here today. If I would have believed that. Okay, and then when, I, when my 49th birthday was coming up, he tried it again. And, but because the word was so deep in there, it just rose right back up and said, I don't think so. The word of God says that uh, a man's years are 120. And I will not die but live and declare the works of the Lord. That's like that first song that we sang today, I will live, I will not die, I will declare. Uh, you know, that's an awesome song. If you were here for that, great. But, you know, you've got to put the word in you so that it comes up and it can fight against those negative thoughts. Anybody had negative thoughts about yourself or your situation or your life? Okay? The word of God is what you need. Amen? Okay, fear is the opposite of faith and is the wrong guide for you. Faith in the word of God is what you need to stay on the right path in life. In days of old, sailors used the North, the north Star to direct their course. A source of light will always lead you in the right direction. The source of light will lead you in the right direction. Amen? Recently, we taught the youth that when their fathers correct them, they do it out of love, just like our, our Heavenly Father does. Proverbs 3.12 says, For the Lord corrects those he loves, just as a father corrects the child in whom he delights. Um, the beginning of the verse we read said that the Lord corrects those he loves, and God knows the beginning, the middle, and the end of your life, and he loves you. He desires to guide and correct you in an effort to lead you in the right way. 
How does God guide and correct us? Do you ever feel bad when you know you did something that you shouldn't do? Do you ever feel that sensitiveness in your heart? Like, okay. Like I was talking about earlier, how I was getting ready to go give this, this gift of myself, but I was like dreading it. Okay. Do you ever feel that way? Like, you know, it's okay. The word of God says that God has put right and wrong on the tablet of our heart. Okay. So he's going to guide you and direct you. Can we, can we just close our eyes for just a second? I feel like maybe we're just a little off, off, off uh, focus. Father God, we just thank you, Lord, for your peace and your, just your focus for us, Lord God, that we would hear exactly all that you have for us to hear today through this word and this teaching. In Jesus' name, amen. So the word discipline comes from the word disciple, meaning that parents are teaching their children how to act by leading with their own actions. Okay? When you discipline someone, it's a discipleship, and you're leading by your own actions. Okay, as parents and leaders, we need to remember that our actions are the greatest instructors. Our actions are the greatest instructors, okay? God's greatest act was and is to love us unconditionally and to forgive us. As long as we believe in him and follow that example, we can be sure that not only will one day we make heaven our home, but that we will live a life of inner peace while here on the earth. A life of faith and the word will lead us down the path of peace and security. Listening to the voice of fear which is a bully, will take us down a path of turmoil and keep us from God's best for our lives. Fearful thoughts aren't just about fear, okay? Fearful thoughts aren't just about, oh, my life is going to end, or, oh, I'm going to crash. or, or th That's not how fear works. Fear is subtle, and it can come in different ways. Fear, a fearful thought can be this. Uh, don't give in. Don't say you're sorry. Keep your distance. Keep your guard up. Don't let anyone else in. Those kind of thoughts are fear-based. So that's where God wanted me to go with this. These are all fear-based thoughts, and when followed will lead you down the path of loneliness. When you don't allow other people into your life, when you are just closed off, that's fear because it's based in, I don't want to be open. I don't want to be vulnerable. Or it could even be based in pride, which is fear of, of Another thing, but we won't get into that. God's path includes thoughts that are quite the opposite and his instruction against uh, having a proud heart, okay? James 4, 6 through 8 says this. Uh, he gives more grace. Therefore, he says, God resists the proud but gives grace to the humble. Therefore, submit to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Draw near to God, and he will draw near to you. Okay, so the, God of, the word of God tells us here that when we submit to God and choose to resist the devil's leading to be proud, that he, the devil, will have to flee from us, and that drawing close to God assures us of the closeness and intimacy of our Lord's presence. The word of God also tells us to forgive one another, and that is the correct path for our lives. Amen? The word of God says for us to forgive, right? Okay. You know, this is just a little bit, this is a lot of teaching here, and we're just going to talk for a minute, okay? Um, the scripture that I just read says that God gives grace to the humble, he resists the proud. You know what? You have a right to be right. But it's always not the best course of action. Amen? Even if you are right, it's not always the best thing for you to just push that through and say, you know what? I know I'm right. Because you know what? Even if you are, God is still working. God is still working, and he's working on the other person's heart or the other family's member's heart, and he's doing what he needs to do in order for the whole big picture to come together. Amen? 
So even if you are right, sometimes don't just push through and be bullheaded about that, okay? Because you don't have to be afraid that you're not going to be, uh, be shown as the right one, okay? Because God's vengeance will bring about the answer and will show you, um, he'll show you as right in the end. You don't have to show, you don't have to do that yourself, you don't have to push it through and cause conflict and turmoil and a lack of peace in your home because you know you're right. Sometimes you can just let it go and let God bring that full thing around and just pray for peace. Amen? Okay? Just God resists the proud but gives grace to the humble. Therefore, submit to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Those scriptures go together. So what does that mean? It means that the devil is in the proud doesn't it? If you want to get it in context right there, that means the devil is in the proud. So if you submit to God and don't be proud, that's resisting the devil, and that situation has to flee, and then you're drawing close to God, and he's drawing close to you because you're humbling yourself, even though you know you're right. I know I've been right sometimes in my situations, especially with Pastor Tori, because we are so, so strong-willed, both of us, you know? Uh, but, you know, and we'd, sometimes you just have to say, you know what, God's got this one. And oftentimes he'll just come back around and take care of it for you. Amen? He'll take care of it for you. Um, so the word of God tells us that when we submit to God and choose to resist the devil's leading to be proud, that he, the devil, will have to flee from us, and that drawing close to God assures us of the closeness and intimacy of our Lord's presence. The word of God also tells us to forgive one another one another, one another, <laughs> one another, and that is the correct path for our life. Amen? The path of unforgiveness is a dark path, and you will crash into many things. Okay? All right? Matthew 19, 21 through 22. Um, then Peter came to him and asked, Lord, how often should I forgive someone who sins against me? Seven times? No, not seven times, Jesus replied, but 70 times seven. 70 times 7. Do you know that the symbol of an infinity is also the symbol for God's infinite forgiveness? And the symbol for infinity is 7 times 70. It's 490 or a day. So really it's just infinite because God's forgiveness and his love for us is infinite. Amen? Um, the 70 times 7 expression is symbolic for infinity. Christians are called to forgive an infinite number of times because that is the number of times that they are forgiven by God. When a Christian fails to forgive, it becomes inconsistent with the infinite, infinite forgiveness of God. Peter thought that he was being really spiritual by his willingness to forgive seven times, right? He, he came to the Lord, how many times should I forgive the Lord? Seven times? And God said, seven times 70. And he was like, what? That's impossible. You know, that's infinite. That's like with no end. And Jesus' response to forgive someone up to 490 times a day must have been quite a shock. Jesus never wasted a word. So the number of times he instructs us to forgive must have some deeper significance. Y'all want to know what that is? Did a little research. Y'all want to know? The Hebrew language is alphanumeric, which means that there is a number assigned to each uh, letter and that every word has a numerical value right? Words that share the same numeric value are often connected in some way, and these connections frequently communicate deeper spiritual insights. And this is certainly the case here. 490 is the numerical value of the biblical Hebrew word tamim, T-A-M-I-M, which means complete, 
perfect, or finished, okay? And a person who can't forgive will always live in an imperfect, incomplete life that lacks a true understanding of the finished, gracious work of the cross. 490 is also the value of the Hebrew phrase, let your heart be perfect, 1 Kings 8, 61. Forgiving helps to make us complete and is the key to perfecting our heart. Okay, so there are some deeper connections with this 490 tamim word. And I'm probably not even saying that right in the Hebrew. It's probably a different translation or a different pronunciation. But the word nativity and the word Bethlehem, the city where Messiah was born, both individually add up to this 490 also. Isn't that cool? I just love little stuff like this, how God does things. Um, this makes perfect sense that Jesus, since Jesus was born so that what we might be forgiven. And forgiveness is associated with bread in the Lord's Prayer. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses. We forgive those who trespass against us. That's in Matthew 6. We celebrate this forgiveness by partaking of the broken bread of communion when Jesus said, This is my body given for you. Do this in remembrance of me in Luke 22, 19. Just like a person can't live without their daily bread, an individual can't survive spiritually and relationally without forgiveness. All of us need to choose to forgive and to be forgiven. Amen? It's important. It's the completeness. Your life will be incomplete if you don't choose forgiveness. Daily. It says daily. We must forgive because we've been forgiven by the Lord. Biblically, biblically extending forgiveness should not be dependent on receiving an apology. Because Colossians 3.13 says, even as Messiah forgave you, so you must also do. He forgave us while we were yet still sinners. So our forgiveness needs to be there whether the person is saying I'm sorry or not. That's a tall order. But it goes back to that pride, doesn't it? And it goes back to fear. Fear of not being able to say I was right. Fear that you might not see that I'm right. Okay? All of that needs to go, and we just need to forgive because God forgave us. Amen? Because that's, that's the path that has the light on it. Unforgiveness keeps you imprisoned and chained to your past, but forgiveness sets you free. Don't delay. Ask the Lord, what, who do I need to forgive today? May the Lord give you the grace right now to forgive in Jesus' name. Amen? When you stay proud, you are being bullied by the devil and possibly your own mind or flesh to walk down a lonely road in life. Don't let the fear of being open or vulnerable rob you from the intimacy that Jesus paid such a dear price for you to have. Fear is a bully, but living a life that follows faith and the word will, flee, will free you from that path and set your life on the right road. 1 John 4:18 says there is no fear in love because perfect love casts out fear. Let the love of God, his word, and his truth be your light and your way. And when you do this, you strip the devil of his ability to torment you, and you will stay on the right path, the path of peace, the path of victory, and the path of God's abundance for your life. Amen? John 10.10 says the thief comes to kill, steal, and destroy, but Jesus came to bring life and to bring that more abundantly. Amen? So what have we learned today? We've learned that the word of God illuminates my path. It lights up my path. And what does the word of God tell us to do? It tells us to forgive. It tells us not to be proud. It tells us to resist the enemy, to submit ourselves to God. If we resist the enemy and submit ourselves to God, resist the enemy, he has to go. Amen? So what I did was I submitted myself whenever I was getting this onslaught of fear in my mind. I, I submitted myself to God, to his teaching, to his word. 
I resisted the devil. I said, no, devil, you cannot have my life. You cannot have my family. You cannot have all my birthdays and my Christmases. And he had to flee. He had to take off, okay? Sometimes, though, and I'm talking about two different things. I'm talking about actual fear in your mind, but I'm also talking about uh, being pride, prideful and living in, in that kind of fear, like you're afraid that you're, you know, that you have to be right all the time. So there's two different things I'm talking about here, but they both apply that when you submit to God and you resist the devil, he will flee from you, okay? And then how important forgiveness is. It's a completion of your life. It completes things inside of you and causes great peace, amen? Maybe there's somebody that you need to forgive from a long time ago, and you've just kind of put it out of your mind and haven't really dealt with it. Maybe it's something, somebody that's been hurting you every day and still hurts you every day. You know, I don't know what the case may be, but that forgiveness needs to happen because we're called to forgive daily. And while we're, ca we're called to forgive daily, we're not called to be a doormat for anyone. God's not asking you to stay in a bad situation, okay? But he is asking you to make sure that you can forgive in your heart so that he can move you forward. Amen? So... What have we learned today? Also, uh, we learned that fear is a bully and will take you down the wrong road. Amen? You don't want to be walking in the dark and crashing into things in your life. Um, and you really, really need the Word of God. Amen? Faith comes by hearing and hearing the Word of God. You've got to hear that Word of God. And in, not only from other people, like from me and Pastor Tori or whatever you might hear on the radio, but you need to hear the Word of God coming out of your mouth. Because that's the most close, uh, you and God and his word coming out of your mouth, that's the closest connection right there of the word coming forth. Amen? So that word needs to be coming out of your mouth. I had to actually, it may have looked like I was a crazy woman when I was out walking through my house praying and uh, quoting scriptures over my mind, over my body, over my children. You know, you may not look like the most sane person when you're out speaking the word of God as you're walking. Maybe you walk every day. You could just be quoting the word of God, you know, and you may look like you're crazy. But the bottom line is you're getting that faith out and you're hearing the word of God and it's changing things. What did I say earlier? When you pray, it changes things, okay? Pray the word of God and mountains will be moved. Mountains will be moved. Pray the word of God and mountains will be moved. I promise you. Amen. Well, that's all I have for you today. I know that Pastor Tori will be coming back uh, this evening, and he'll be back here for Wednesday service. Um, before we close, is there anything that stood out to anybody that they'd like to just encourage each other with before we close in this teaching that we had today? Anything stand out to anybody? So, all right then. This is just a time to give you a, a moment to be bold. I have a teaching style um, calling, and uh, you know sometimes God will use that to help instruct people to to be bold and to speak out. Say a little louder, Justin. Yeah. Yeah, it is not always in your best interest or your family's best interest to just make everybody know that you know you're right. <laughs> Sometimes you just got to let it go and let God fix that. Let God fix it, you know? That's good.
Because you're, you're causing, you're choosing to make peace. You know? What's the pastor, what does pastor say? The difference between being a, a thermostat and a thermometer or whatever, one just takes the temperature, but one creates the temperature. You can be a peacemaker, not just a peacekeeper. You know? Yeah, you can, you can make sure that you create peace by not causing the problems. Instead of just having to put yourself out there like, I'm right, I'm right, I'm right, I'm right, I'm right. And that just causes a lot of, and that turns the temperature up, doesn't it? That heats up the place. Anybody else? Yeah. They can grow. They can, yeah. And what I said earlier, too, during offering time about having a joyful heart and making sure that you're not just complaining and grumbling about everything because that's how your life's going to end up. And nobody wants to be around that. Nobody wants, you don't even want to be around that, you know. And I've had to stop myself on more than one occasion and say, you know, Pastor Tori just did a whole message on grumbling and complaining. That was awesome. If you didn't hear it, you might want to get it because it was really good. Or listen on, we'll have to find the name of that on the podcast. Yeah. Uh, anybody else have anything else to say before we close? Thanks for staying a few extra minutes today. So while we honored our fathers and all that. Thanks for coming today. Amen. You know, just the word of God says, just hide the word of God in your heart and you'll not sin against him. Okay. So we're going to take this word that we learned today and hide it in our heart. Father God, we just thank you, Lord, for your word. We will hide it in our heart and not sin against you, Lord God. We thank you, Father, for your instruction and your correction even, that uh, we know when we've been corrected by God and the word, uh, that we'll do what you say, Lord God, so that our lives can be the best life that you have for us. And we just thank you, Father God, for that. Um, if there's anyone here that's not sure you're saved, but you want to make sure that you make heaven your home, if you're not sure but you want to be, go ahead and raise your hand and we'll pray with you. Uh, if there's anybody here that's not sure, all right, I believe that we're all saved in here. Father God, we just thank you, Lord. Uh, we just thank you, Father, for just a blessed Father's Day that we'll be careful to honor those who've loved us so much, Lord God, and to honor you with everything that we do. And we just thank you, Lord, for a blessed day and for your peace and your protection over us and all of our families. In Jesus' name, amen? amen. Thanks for coming today.